You are listening to Aim for the Bushes. I am your podcast person, Pavlo, also known as JPav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. And increasingly not with me is Maggie the Mags. Now, if this is your first time listening, we have had to change things, how we record and such, because of the current ongoing pandemic. So, unfortunately, Maggie the Megs cannot be with me today as I record this alone. But don't feel too bad. I'll be fine. So, before we get into today's episode, which is about annoying pieces of clothing. So, I got a few pieces of clothing that I got some problems with, and you're going to hear about it. But before we get into that, like I said, our non-legal legal disclaimer, which is that the opinions expressed by me or anyone else who happens to be on the show is just that, our opinions. You can feel free to disagree with them. You can agree with them. We are not saying that we have ultimate truth or that our viewpoints are the only valid viewpoints on a certain subject. So with that out of the way, clothing, something we got to wear every day for the most part. I mean, you can get in trouble if you don't. So generally we dress up, right? We put on pants, shorts, underwear, socks, shirts, sweaters, hats, accessories like bracelets. I don't know if you want to consider those clothing rings, earrings, necklaces, right? A whole multitude of stuff that we put on our body. And it makes sense. I mean, part of it is to hide our shame, which is our nakedness. And not only for the you know, reason of shame, but generally to protect us from the elements. You could argue, I guess. Maybe for you it's shame. It's out of shame. You want to cover your body. This is not to shame anyone, actually. I don't want to give anyone any body issues. But we do cover our body with clothes, is basically what I'm trying to say. So the issue I have is some clothes are annoying. I don't know if you feel this way. But I find some articles of clothing supremely annoying. And that's not a shot against supreme because I use the word supremely. Even though I do find supreme annoying. But anyways. So what do I find annoying? Now you may have heard uh, on a few previous episodes. I think I talk about boots. Boots are definitely annoying. And we're not going to cover those today. Because like I said, there's a whole episode on boots. On, and why I find them useless and annoying and unnecessary for the most part. So you can, like I said, you can go listen to that if you want to hear it my opinion on that but yeah those are annoying and then i also talk about umbrellas there's another episode about that if you want to go and listen to it about why i don't like umbrellas and why i think they're dumb and annoying so i'm not going to go into detail here so those are two episodes you can go back and listen to if it's your first time listening or you only started recently listening but yeah like i said we wear our clothes a part of it like uh like previously mentioned is to protect us from the elements so functionality, utility. But there's another reason why we wear clothes, which is, uh, you know, based on, you know, non-functionality, <laughs> based on appearance, based on fashion, based on uh, our own sense of uniqueness, even though none of our clothes are really unique since they're most likely mass-produced and anyone can buy a copy of, a, you know, a shirt, sweater, whatever, pants, shorts, underwear, swimming, swimwear, anything like that. But part of it is for fashion, right? It's part of it is how it looks, how it makes us feel. So what do I find annoying? First thing that I have is white clothes. 
in general. I want to say like white socks. Oh, because I don't know, man. I basically don't have any white socks because they are impossible to keep white. Now, this goes for all clothing, but I'm going to start with socks first. White socks specifically. Because they're the hardest to keep white. I'm like, I just don't understand. I guess you could also go for underwear too. But I don't, like I said, I don't wear white underwear because it's too risky. It's too risky for stains. <laughs> but let's stick, let's stick with socks for, for a second here. Because I did when I was like a kid and shit. I would have like white socks. That's what I would get. I don't know. I didn't really take care of all my clothes buying when I was a kid. But as an adult, I would buy white socks. And then, you know, they get all gray or black or discolored from being put in shoes or if you're someone that wears socks around your house like i'm not i'm someone that does not wear socks around the house now i think my understanding is that most americans i'm not sure how this works in other parts of the world what your cultural customs are but i believe in the u.s because i'm not american we're in canada here is that people wear like their shoes inside their house so it's like not common i don't say it's uncommon but from my understanding is most people wear their shoes inside their house now i don't know if people wear socks inside their house i do not so when i come home i take off my shoes and i take off my socks if i'm at someone else's house uh depending on how close i am to that person i will definitely remove my shoes but then depends i may or may not take off my socks now, if you're someone that has foot odor problems, I understand if you want to keep your shoes on or your socks on, because that may make a world of difference. I understand. There's no, no issue there. Like I said, if you disagree, you can disagree. But I generally take off my socks, because if you walk around in white socks, they pick up like dirt and like dust and like lint and hair or whatever else is on your floors, unless you're someone that like cleans your floors like every day to make sure they're clean as F, which is good for you. I don't have that kind of time. But they're just impossible to keep white. Like, and it's super annoying because it's like, I got white socks. I want to keep them white. So like I said, walking around in them or if you go outside and you want to take your shoes off, but for some reason you don't take off your socks and you get like grass and dirt stains in your socks. And I guess you could bleach them to keep them white. I don't know. I Like, I just don't deal with it because I hate, 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 hate it. I do have some white socks now because sometimes I go to play basketball and I'll generally wear, I don't know. I don't know why they're white. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just got white socks maybe to match more with my shoes that I wear. But anyways, that's like really the only instance. And even then, like, it's hard to keep those white because I don't wear them like just casually around all the time. I wear them for like very specific use and limited number of hours because it's just basically when I go to play. But let's expand it to white clothes. White clothes, oof, so hard to keep white isn't it always the case when you wear something white you just get something stained on it like we'll get like ketchup or chocolate or mustard something and it's just like you're probably thinking like well okay i'll just you know don't make a mess when you eat and it's like i generally don't make a mess when i eat i try to be very careful about placing food directly in my mouth and you know chewing and stuff in such a manner that nothing comes out of it but when you wear something white, it's something somewhere drips. There's always a drip. And when it's a non-white article of clothing, you can get away with it a little bit easier because it could be dark colored and not as noticeable or to wash out more easily. But when it's on something white, it's just like, 
Oof. It's just, it always happens. You always just get like one little drop and you're like, where did that come from? So, you know, you're, I'm like eating something that's like, that has nothing to, that can drip. And somehow there's a drip. I don't know where it comes from. And the other problem with the white clothes is that they get discolored over time. Like they start like graying or turning yellow. And oh my God, I guess the bleach, but it depends. Sometimes you have like a design on there, so you can't bleach it because it'll ruin like the design. So you may have like a predominantly white shirt, but there's like something in the middle. Like I said, some kind of design, lettering, whatever. And it's like, oh, if I bleach it, I'm going to discolor this other part of the shirt that's not white. And then, like I said, it becomes kind of grayish over time. Even though, like, I wash with whites, it just kind of happens. It just kind of fades. And I have, like, this kind of, like, um, blue dye that you, you, you put in the wash to kind of, like, tint it back to that whitish blue hue. Oof, that was tough. Tough to say. To kind of give it that optical white look again. But, man, it is tough. And same with white shoes. Like, I... I hmm. I have one pair of all white shoes or Air Force Ones. And I see a lot of people wearing white, all white Air Force Ones. And it depends. You can see how crisp the shoe is, basically how new the shoe is. Because you'll see some people, it looks like nice and fresh. And then you'll see someone that has had, it, had them for a while. And, you know, they're all like gray and dingy and stuff like that. And same thing like if you have a Chuck Taylor, right? It's got that thick white outsole and toe cap. Rubber toe cap. Assuming you have, uh, you know, not an all black version of the shoe or something where it has like, you know, the white midsole and uh, rubber toe cap. And then you can tell how new, I, how new the shoe is or I guess if they clean the shoes daily or weekly or monthly or something, some kind of regular interval. Because eventually that gets all scuffed and grayed up too. So it's just kind of like impossible to keep like white shoes white. Now, it's not impossible, but it's very difficult, right? Either you buy new ones to get a nice, fresh, crisp pair, or you just let it get gray and dingy, and you just roll with it. Because I've had shoes like that where, like, yeah, I just wear them, and they get dingy, and they start falling apart, and then I'll get new ones. That's what some people do with the Air Forces or other white shoes. They don't have to be Air Forces. It could be, like, Stan Smith or Adidas Superstars or, like, those Reebok shoes or smaller brand shoes, all white. Just... It's nice to have because you can sometimes have a very clean look with like a white shoe. It's so hard to keep it white. And like I said, with like pants, I don't know how people wear white pants, man, because I'm like, they're going to get dirty somehow. They're going to be some kind of smudge or you're going to get like dust on them or something. You know, maybe it's a car driving by and like dirty water splashes like from a puddle. And you're just like, ah, it's on my white pants now. And now I can't get rid of it because I'm like going out for the day. Back when you could go out for the day and not have to worry about dying from some contagious disease. But anyways, so that's annoying. White clothes, especially white socks. So next thing, pockets. Okay, so maybe you want to debate whether or not this is like an article of clothing, but pockets can be super annoying. Like when you have a pair of pants or a pair of shorts, one of the things you got to look out for, they got to have the right kind of pocket. Do you, know how, do you know how annoying it is when you sit down and all the shit falls out of your pocket because the pockets aren't deep enough? And I know for girls, they tend to have even smaller pockets. 
than than menswear. So men's pants or men's uh, shorts or whatever. For some like girls' clothes, like they have like what looks like a pocket, but it's not. It's just it just has the appearance of a pocket, and there's no pocket. I know for my girlfriend it could be an issue, <laughs> you know, especially front pockets. Front pockets are like a luxury in women's clothes, from what I can tell. Back pockets, generally, yeah. Over your butt, you'll have a. Uh, I think most pants now have like two pockets, one on each cheek. Uh, some pants they only have like one, one back pocket. That's why, like, from my understanding, anyways, a lot of girls their phone falls in the toilet because like you can't put it in your front pockets because those are so freaking shallow you can barely get your like fingertips in the pocket. So a good pocket is like a premium. So I've had I've had. Some pants, not that short, not as short as like what you find on like some women's pants, but like I've had shorts with like our pants with shallow pockets. And like if I have any change back in the day was when I carry change, basically you sit down like I, I, I like sit down in a car or like on um, someone's couch or my couch. And then it's just you're like, I'm like a piggy bank. Everything is flowing out. And you're just like, ah, shit, I got to pick up all this stuff. And then the other annoying thing is pockets on, like, blazers where they're, like, sewn shut. And sometimes it's just, like, they stitch the pocket. I don't know why they bother stitching it. But sometimes it's not even a real pocket. So you take out the stitch. You know, okay, I want access to this pocket. I got things I need to stow in my clothes. And then you remove the stitch, and it's just, like, no, it's just a flap. And there's actually no room for a pocket. It's just for looks, just for aesthetics. And you're, like, damn it. That's annoying. And so pockets can be annoying. All right, so next up, neckties. What are neckties? Can someone explain it to me? It's super weird. And sometimes I bring this up to my friends and they don't understand what the hell I'm talking about. Maybe you understand. and Or maybe you think I'm crazy. I don't know. But what is the point of a necktie? What does it do? Think about it, actually. The functionality. Yes, I said at the beginning that... Clothes can be worn to, like, protect us from the elements, right? So they serve, like, a specific function beyond hiding our shame, which kind of goes into cultural and religious stuff. So they can keep us warm or they can keep us cool, depending where you are in the world, what side of clothes you're wearing. But definitely for warmth, especially somewhere here in Montreal, in Canada, or well, eastern Canada, where it can get pretty cold. Or I mean, r- right now it's not winter time, but eventually it will be winter time. And it gets pretty cold. And I'm sure in other parts of the world, too, where it gets cold. So you need, like, you know, heavy sweater, jacket, snow pants, depending where you live. If you live, you know, in the middle of nowhere, if you live in a city, whatever. But what is the function of a necktie? Like, I always found them so strange. It's so bizarre to hang a piece of cloth from your neck. Like, what is that? What purpose does it serve? And yes, can you look good with like, you know, a suit and a tie, a necktie? I mean, yes, I'm not saying it looks bad, but I'm just saying, why? Why do I want to hang this piece of cloth from my neck? So I don't feel the same way about bow ties. Bow ties I like more than neckties. Because at least, and I know there's a few other things like an ascot or... um, I forget that one where it's just like the two little uh, like strings, like the lace. I forget what that one's called. 
those are to me a little less annoying than the necktie because they're because neckties like go all the way down at least if you wear them correctly you're supposed to go all the way down to your waist basically and i'm just like why why do i need this long like again like i said why do i need this long piece of cloth hanging from my neck that's why like i prefer to wear like a bow tie or something like that, where it's like okay if i wear something around my neck fine i'll accept the conceit that we put things around our necks whether it's a necklace uh, like the chokers, I guess that are more in fashion, you know, like something like an ascot. Okay, fine. We like to decorate our neck are some of those cultures where they have like those metal rings. I don't know what they're called, but sure. Fine. I'll accept it. Just like sometimes we decorate our fingers or our wrists with like, you know, bracelets and rings and like watches, even our ankles with anklets, you know, all that stuff, ears, earrings. Okay, fine, fine. We accessorize the neck. Sure. I'll accept that. But why does it have to be this long hanging thing? That's why I like a bow tie, because it's nice, it's compact. I have to put something around my neck to say that this is acceptable formal wear, which I guess is another idea where I'm just kind of like, why do we bother? <laughs> With When I say formal wear, I don't just mean like dressing up in like a, you know, a jacket and like dress pants, like, or what you may call a suit. Like, that's fine. I'm talking about, like, really, like, tuxedo level, like, black tie, like, formal wear. Like, that I really don't understand. Because when you think about it, it's like, why why do you bother with that? Like, no one owns a tuxedo. No one. Do you know someone that legit owns a tuxedo? Like, because you rent them, right? If you're going to a wedding... You rent. If you're going to like your high school prom or graduation or something, or I don't know if people go all out for university graduations, but you rent for some kind of formal occasion. I mean, now maybe if you're super rich, if you're someone listening that has like hundreds of millions or billions of dollars, maybe yes. I have several tuxedos because I can afford them. I don't even know how expensive they are because you rent them. Right? Like, I've never been somewhere where they're like, yes, yeah, so here are our tuxedos. Not that I go suit shopping regularly, but where do you even find a tux that you legit buy? I guess it's somewhere like one of those stores that where you have to, like, make an appointment and have, like, a personal shopper guide you through. And that's what I'm guessing. Like, you got to have, like, your own, like, custom tailor that, like, makes your clothes for you. Like, I don't understand, like, how that even happens. So I find ties weird. It's just weird. It's just why? 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 Why does it say that this is okay? That this is formal? Who said that was acceptable? So I don't know. If you like ties, fine. Wear them. I mean, I wear ties every now and then when I have to. But like, I still find it weird. It's just weird. It's just an odd thing. Like, come on. You have to think. It is a bit odd. Especially because I went to a private school uh, for high school. So I had to wear a tie every day. Well, Monday to Friday, every day. And then there's tying ties. Oh, man. Now, I know some people are like, yeah, that's no problem. Once you learn how to do it, it's all cool. But, man, I forget. Like, I look it up and I'm like, okay, you know, you fold it over twice. You go underneath the collar or you go over the collar, pull through, and then pull back up, and then you tighten, I don't know, whatever. 
like I have a vague idea of like what you're supposed to do depending on what kind of knot you want, but I don't know. Like in high school, I could never remember. Like I had <laughs> someone do it for me, and then I would just loosen and tighten and just like take it off and put it back on until like one day someone would at some point eventually pull on your tie to like freaking annoy you and then ruin the knot and then have to take it out and have someone redo it for me again and then repeat. So just, maybe it's that. Maybe it's because I had to do it like every day for like four years wearing it. And so another annoying piece is clothing in general or just pants. Like what are pants? Like ah, I'm conflicted about pants. Because not wearing pants is the best. Now, I don't mean like I am completely liberated from, you know, bottom wear, <laughs> right? Like shorts. Like if I had a choice between wearing pants and shorts, I'll definitely wear shorts. So what dictates me wearing pants or not basically is the weather and where I'm going. So if I'm going to work, let's say, and I work somewhere that is more formal, does not allow shorts, then obviously I cannot wear shorts. If it's cold, like it's winter or something, then, or I don't know, maybe super windy, it doesn't have to be as cold as winter, but just not particularly hot outside, then to stay warm, I'll probably wear pants. But if I had a choice, then I will wear shorts if I'm going outside. That's why I love the summertime. And why it's precious here in Montreal because we don't get a lot of summertime. That's why I think at some point I want to like go somewhere where it's like warm all the time. Uh, who knows with how, uh, I don't know, global warming is going or climate change is going. Maybe even here will be summer or warm weather all the time. But I mean, that'll that'll involve other issues. But regardless, pants are annoying. Now, if I'm wearing, like, pajama pants, that's different. Pajama pants are, like, nice and loose and, like, you can be comfortable in pajama pants or sweats. Those I don't mind as much. When I was a kid, I never wore jeans because jeans were, like, super annoying jean pants. Oh, my God. Now, people have it pretty good with jeans. I guess it depends how you like your jeans because even though, like, I am not a huge fan of jeans. I do have some jeans, right? Obviously, because like I, because like I said, when I was a kid, I didn't have any jeans. I wore like sweats for a long time, like in elementary school. All I wore was sweats, sweatpants, and then eventually I, I wore like non-sweatpants. Because you get to a certain level where it's just like it's not socially acceptable to wear only sweatpants all the time, and I didn't have the social cachet to like lead a movement of wearing sweats being at the forefront of that you know fashion wave so i had to upgrade from sweats uh, but i still didn't want to go full jean so i wore like khakis or chinos that type of pants so they were like and obviously not as loose as a sweatpant but not as tight and restrictive as a jean now you may be saying oh don't wear don't wear super tight jeans i mean back when i was a kid i don't think super tight jeans were a thing i mean i'm sure you could find them but you know fashion like goes in cycles so i think 
tight jeans were like 70s, 80s, when you kind of got that like punk. Like I'm talking like late 70s, not like early disco 70s where you had like more flare jeans. But you had like those tight jeans and stuff. And then in the 90s, things got like more baggy. So it's not a question of like tightness in terms of like how tight the jeans were to my legs because I would not have liked that. They would have been like loose, like standard cut, I guess, type of jean. But even then, they were so restrictive. Like I said, now now people have it good with jeans because, I again, it depends how you like your jeans because most jeans now come with like that stretchy fabric in it. Like I don't know if it's spandex specifically, but they have some kind of stretch in them. So now, like, jeans, you don't have to break in. Like, I remember, unless you got, like, raw denim jeans, I, I suppose. But back in the day, because I don't know how new this is, every single jean coming with stretch. But, like, back in the day, you had jeans, like, there was no stretch. You had to break those bad boys in before they are comfortable. And I hated the feeling, I guess because I never broke them in. But I always hated the feeling of jeans because they're so stiff. Right? That's what I mean when I say tight. That they were stiff. Because I definitely did not have skinny jeans. I don't know if skinny jeans were a thing. I mean, they could have existed, but they definitely were not popular. At least, like, when I was a kid. I don't know about, like, teenagers and, like, young adults. Or, I guess, regular adults at the time. But it's not anything I remember seeing. But, yeah, pants are just, like, just restrictive. I would much prefer to wear shorts. Shorts, it's like, yes, you cover your shame. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing covering your shame. Uh, probably through this entire episode because it's funny. Not that anyone should be shameful of their body. It's just like, you know, I'm like, if you must know, I'm referencing just the religious idea that has been put upon society for, I don't know, how many years. Just the idea that the human body is shameful and needs to be covered up. But I'm not saying anyone's body is actually shameful. I don't believe that. But yeah, I just find like pants like super restrictive. Even like jeans that I wear now, like I said, that probably have the stretch thing. I don't know if I have any jeans that don't have the stretch thing because they're super hard to find. If I go out and I don't necessarily want to only wear, like I said, chinos or anything like that, or if I can't wear shorts. So yeah, okay, I'll wear jeans. And like I said, because now they come with the stretch thing, you don't really have to break them in. Once you break them in, actually, they're okay. But they're still restrictive. So the pants that I wear, again, I don't wear them overly tight because then I can't freaking walk. Or I can't fit them over my fat gut. No, I don't really have a fat gut, but, you know. They're they're just, like, restrictive. You know, and then so you come home. I guess, like, I don't know, if you're a girl, it's like, yeah, you wear a bra because it's, like, supportive, I assume, but then at the end of the day, you still want to take it off because it's restrictive. Now, I understand it has a functional purpose. My understanding is, you know, it stops your boobs from hurting from like walking or running if you're wearing like a sports bar or something like that. But at the end of the day, you still kind of like want to let loose. It's like if you're wearing like a suit with like a, uh, you know, a dress shirt tucked in all day when you and a tie. And, you know, we just got through the neckties. But when you come home, what do you do? You like loosen it. You take it off. You undo your collar if you had to do it up. You know, you untuck your shirt, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to let loose. It's the same thing with, like, pants. Especially, like, jean pants are more restrictive pants. And restrictive, I don't necessarily mean tightness. It's not like the circumference of the leg holes are too tight. And they could be looser, but I'm just like, eh, no, it's restrictive. And then, so I guess those are, like, 
my beefs with like specific clothing. I don't know. Should I get into hats? I mean, hats are okay. The issue with hats is, is like, there's a time and a place for hats. Yeah, okay, we'll talk about hats a little bit before I move on to uh, clothing, just kind of like in general, a few closing remarks in general of clothing. But hats, like, yeah, like I said, there's a time and place for hats, and I, I don't think most people know when and where to wear hats. Because, like, if we're talking about a baseball cap, which I like, I have, um, I mean, I'm not a huge wearer of baseball caps. I have a couple. I have one or two that I wear from time to time, depending on how my hair is. Because for me, I have very, like, fussy hair. So wearing a hat can kind of, like, ruin my hair for the day. (laughs) And I don't mean to sound like a diva or, like, super extravagant or anything like that. But just the type of hair that I have, a hat can, like, make it look a little bit ridiculous. So it depends. My hair is, like, like I said, it's not easily manageable. So if I wear a hat, like I have to commit to like wearing a hat or a baseball cap. So, but I do like wearing, wearing them from the time to time. When I was like a kid, like I always had like a hat, I always had a baseball cap. The goal was to always to get like the perfect curve. Cause like, I think now hats come with the bill curved. Not all, but you can definitely get them with the bill curved. And when I was a kid, I remember I mean, I'm sure it existed too, but for the most part, hats came with like a flat bill and then you had to curve it. And then you knew what a good hat was by how well you could curve the bill. Not necessarily your own skill, but like the actual material that it was made from, if it was good for curving. Because some hats, uh, you couldn't get a good curve because like the curve wouldn't stay. So you'd, you'd fold it or curl it so you can curve it. But then it would kind of go back to being flat and you couldn't, like I said, you couldn't get that right curve so it looked good. And then you get other ones where it's like it did not curve at all and it would just like basically like fold. So you'd have a nice thick crease down the middle and basically have like a little triangle hat or triangle bill. That was not ideal. But those hats where you get that nice curve, you could curve it perfectly. It's like, oof, that is what you wanted. That was, you know, that was the thing. But now you get hats that uh, come curved. And there's nothing wrong with it. That's fine. And then, of course, you have your snapbacks. Trucker hats. Why were those popular? Why did people like trucker hats? Oof. Just terrible. Terrible, terrible. But anyways. So there's a time and place for hats. Now, when you're wearing a baseball cap, that's obviously more informal. So you can get away with a bit more with that kind of like informal like there's more more situations where you know informal wear or casual wear is accepted and you can wear a hat and stuff like that because i remember as a kid this was changing but it was still a thing where it's like you couldn't wear hats inside and i don't know where that came from so like if you went inside class or if you're like in a church which i guess would still be the case now i don't know if you can wear hats inside a church i don't really go to church but Somewhere that's more formal. Uh, you would take your hat off. I mean, you still see it at um, well sporting events when they play the national anthems. You have to take your hat. Off. I don't understand the significance of having your head covered. What, like, how is that rude? I don't get it. 
But like back in the day, yeah, if you were outside like for recess and you came back in, it's like, yeah, you had to take your hat. You couldn't wear your hat inside. It was considered rude. Or if you went to someone's house or something. When you went inside, you were supposed to take off your hat. Now, it's not like that. You can like, well, you know, if you go to school, you can wear your hat. In. I, don't, I don't know. I don't really go inside elementary schools wearing hats right now to see. But I assume that, you know, you, you can you can probably do it. Maybe not like in the classroom itself, but like in the building. But anyways, time and place. You have to wear like hats for like the right occasion if you're going to wear hats. So I don't find hats like particularly annoying. I do find it annoying when people don't wear the right hat with the right kind of attire. Now, again, like with any kind of fashion or sense of flair or anything like that, there's no like hard rules to say oh you can't wear this with that kind of thing if you can pull it off if you can make it work i'd say definitely go for it because some people have that ability where they can take like you know things that look like they shouldn't go together but they can pull it off they have the attitude the brashness whatever the look the confidence where it's like yo that works and you think well i can never do that but that I do find annoying. So you'll see it. I mean, I guess I get stereotyped with like milady neckbeards kind of thing. I don't know. But I have, I do see it time to time. I mean, not recently because I've been mostly inside. <laughs> not going out to bars or anything like that. But I would see it, right? Someone is wearing pretty casual attire and then wearing like a fedora or similar type of hat. And it's just like, mm, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Like, it worked back in the day if you're, like, wearing clothing that matched the hat, right? So if, if you're wearing something a little bit more formal, because it's, like, it's a more formal hat. So when you take one super formal element, and I say super just compared to the rest of what you're wearing, so again, something more casual, it just clashes. It just kind of, like, doesn't fit. It's kind of like... If you're wearing a tux, like we just talked about tuxedos, and you're wearing like, I don't know, a pair of Air Force Ones or something. It could work. It could work. But it's like, eh, it doesn't really go together. Now, if you're wearing like a suit or, um, you know, dress pants and then like a white sneaker, it doesn't have to be Air Force One, but a white sneaker, it can, it can work. You know, or you're wearing like an Air Jordan 1 or Air Jordan 11s. Like it can work. Because, like, your clothes aren't that formal, right? As a level, like, at the level of, like, a tux. Now, could you wear a tux in Air Jordan 11s? Possibly. I have seen people well, with a tux specifically or just a suit. I can't remember now. But I've seen the, the, that shoe worn with more formal wear. But I don't know if it was tuxedo level formal wear. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But you can mix and match. So, again, I'm not saying, like, there's only one correct way here on how you wear certain clothes or do certain combinations. But a lot of time, at least for me, it doesn't work. If I see something that you're wearing that I feel doesn't work, but you love it, you're cool with it, you know, you think you look bomb, go for it. Like, don't don't let me stop you if you feel comfortable wearing Because, I mean... As, like I said, as long as you're comfortable, you're the one wearing it. So, But usually I don't, I see it and it's like, eh, it just doesn't really, for me anyway, it doesn't really, doesn't really go together. And then, so those are like 
I guess my issues with like specific clothing items that I find annoying. So we kind of, you know, went over them rather quickly because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how long you can spend saying a piece of clothing annoys you. So, uh, like, you know, I'm not going to dedicate a whole hour to talking about white socks. I don't have that much material about it. (laughs) But so now with that out of the way, I guess I'll just make a little commentary on just kind of like how clothes are made and then like size and fit of clothes. So I guess I'll start with size and fit. This is also annoying. Now, I know for like a lot of my friends who are girls and my actual girlfriend, this is what I've heard over years talking to different people uh is that uh yeah size and fit is like super hard for like a lot of women uh, for men too but i'm gonna start with women here for a second i know like for pants it's a, a lot of my friends like they have like a larger waist i'm not saying anyone's like fat or anything like that but just like their waist is bigger compared to like how the pant fits compared to like their thighs or something. So it's like they'll find a, a, a nice pair of pants. If the waist fits, oh yeah, this fits around my waist. Perfect. But then like the, the thighs are like too large or too tight. And it's like, oh, I can't like, ugh. you know, I just can't find that good balance. Or like the thigh area will fit well. So, okay, these fits my legs perfectly. But then the waist is too large or possibly too small. And there's always that, like, issue of, like, finding that right fit. So sometimes it's really hard to find pants that fit. I think that's why a lot of girls like wearing leggings or jeggings. I don't know if jeggings are still a thing. Because, like, leggings generally, because it's, like, stretchy fabric. I don't know if it's spandex specifically. But it basically clings to your shape. You know, so you, I assume, don't have to worry about that as much. And then I know it causes conflict in like workplaces and stuff like that. Because sometimes depending on the formality of your work environment, they'll be like, or at school sometimes, I think they'll go dress codes and uniform codes and stuff like that. They'll say, um, oh yeah, you can't wear that. That's not appropriate attire for some reason. I think, was there a girl? Yeah, they got kicked off like a plane or something because she was wearing leggings and they're like, you have to wear like legit pants. I know that just kind of sprung to mind right now. So it's not something I had already planned, but there's something like that. So sometimes that causes an issue. And again, it, I think it has to do with like other like types of pants. So, so whether they're jeans, like chino, like khaki, or like more like a dress pant, sometimes they're hard because, you know, they're just not made for your shape. Like, I guess, can you get them tailored? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know about tailoring clothes. I'm not sure what you can and cannot do in terms of getting the right fit. Because I've seen that, like I've, sometimes I watch like fashion videos on YouTube and they're like, oh, get your clothes tailored. I, I don't know exactly how it works, 100%. I know like for like the length, you know, because I know when you buy like dress pants, they generally like hem them for you. So they'll like put you like, you know, to stand on that like box or whatever. And then the person measures where you want the pant leg to end and then they like pin it and then they like hem it and then you go back and pick them up. And then you, they're the correct length. And I know you can do that for other types of pants. If you want to a better fit or whatever. Or you want to roll your pants or something like that. Or cuff your pants. But yeah, that's tough. And so for me, uh, I don't have an issue generally with pants. Uh, in terms of size and fit. 
Because like another issue is like uh, there's no standardized uh, size. So if something is like a large, I'm just going to go with like large, medium, small, extra large because most of my clothes, well, at least tops, that's how they're labeled. Because I know for women, they have numbers or something. I don't really shop <laughs> girls' clothes. I mean, some things that I have seen, like they'll have small, medium, large, whatever. But usually they have make numbers, so like a size zero, one, two, three, four, five. I don't know how high it goes. But one clothing manufacturer's labels don't necessarily match another's. And same thing like for shoes too. Like I'm size 13 shoes. Uh, but another shoe company, their size 13 is different. Like uh, I guess a good example of that is like Converse shoes. And I know Adidas apparently has uh sizing all over the place so like if i buy a size 13 converse it's different than if i buy a size 13 air force one or something or air jordan one or i don't know whatever so different so you have to know that oh no i gotta buy size down if i'm buying a converse let's say if i wear 13 converse i'll buy like a size 12 and actually buy a size 11 and a half if i want like the best fit but yeah, no standard. And so for me, the issue is like, because I am tall. So I am a tall and lanky person. I know before I said I had a fat gut. I don't really have a fat gut. That was just me being uh, facetious there. But I am tall and lanky. It's very hard for me to stand up. But anyways, sometimes, especially if I'm buying something long-sleeved, so either long sleeve shirt or sweater, those two generally tend to be fine, but definitely jacket. So whether it's more formal, like um, suit jacket, or if it's like an outdoor jacket, whether it's like a spring jacket, or like a bomber jacket, or a winter jacket, uh, sometimes it's difficult to find like length. So where it falls, like my waist, just below my waist, sometimes it could be above my waist, which is would be too small. I don't, I don't have that kind of like fashion sense to wear something small cropped like that uh but sometimes yeah it's difficult to find like the right length and then like for where it falls on my body compared to where it falls on my arm so sometimes like it'll fall like just below my waist or somewhere where i like it but the sleeve will fall like short of like my wrist or like just above my wrist or whatever and then you know (laughs) i look like i'm wearing a shirt or a jacket or long sleeve shirt that is too small for me And then, of course, there's the issue of it fitting across my chest, which could also be, like, an issue. Sometimes it's, like, really, like, I don't know, flappy or billowy at the sides, even though the length may be okay, but it's too wide. And then the sleeves are short. And then it's like, oh, God, like, I wish, I don't know. I wish there was a better way sometimes. Because sometimes you see, like, a nice shirt or jacket or whatever that's really, you know, it's, it's got that right color. It's got that right vibe to it. And you want it, and then just, yeah, the sleeves are short on you, and you're like, fuck. So I'm like, okay, I'll get a size up, and then the size up, the sleeves are good, but then it's too long or it's too wide, and you're like, damn it. You know, so it can make it a bit difficult to find that, like, right sizing for you. And then the last point we're going to touch on is just how clothes are manufactured, I guess, which is kind of annoying. But at the same time, it's kind of like, oof, I don't really don't know the alternative, I suppose. I don't have an, I don't have a, 
an answer for this because it's difficult because uh, I don't know if you know, but a lot of our clothes are made overseas in developing nations. Uh, I think there's a documentary you can check out called Watermark, if I remember correctly, and it kind of like explores how we use water in the planet. And one of the things is like for making clothes, like making clothes takes a lot of water and you kind of see like where they're made, all the dyes and because there's a lot of stuff to get them colored and all that. A lot of water goes into the process and you see how it like dirties up an area and the conditions that people actually work in to make your clothes. And there was that collapse that happened a couple of years. I mean, there's been different collapses, but of like factory, because sometimes what they do is they want to add more space. So they'll have like a building. I think one of the more recent ones, they had like a four story building or something and they added like a floor on top of it and they didn't do the construction right. And then it collapsed. And injured a bunch or possibly killed a bunch of people. It's pretty devastating how they make clothes. And on the one hand, people like fast fashion. I mean, it's not strictly fast fashion, but it's just the fact that, you know, they're made overseas. So it could be China, Indonesia, India. I know they make them in South America. So it could be like Mexico, Peru. I know Honduras. Look at the labels of your clothes. It's really hard to find like stuff made locally for cheap uh, so like for me locally would be like us or canada maybe like if you're someone in europe or south america i don't know uh, what your local area would be or what you would consider local but it can be difficult to find for cheap right because like if i buy something that's made locally it's going to be like 50 bucks like for a t-shirt and then if i buy something like from the gap let's say it could be 10 or 15 or $20 and like for pants and stuff too. Now you can find versions that are expensive. You can find shirts and like pants, shorts, jackets, whatever, super expensive, but they're still made in like the same areas as other things. Just that, Hey, we can have a larger profit margin and then obviously still underpay the workers in these developing nations. So we keep more of our profit. And then, of course, like I said, like the environmental damage that's done, like you have to watch. I mean, I'm sure there's other things, too, but I remember watching that documentary. I believe it's called Watermark. And like I said, it, different uses of water all over the world. And one of them is uh, clothes manufacturing. And like I said, I don't know what the alternative is because it's like. If I'm someone of low income. I can't afford a $50 shirt. Like even if it's to dress myself or to dress my kids, especially if they're growing up locally made, if it's that expensive, like 50 bucks is like I could buy food for my kids. Like maybe I needed to pay rent or pay car payment. I don't know, other expenses. So it makes it difficult to say like, I should only buy local because I'm like, I don't know, maybe you can't afford it. So we'll leave it there. Just touched on briefly, you know, those kind of like larger questions as to how clothes are made and if it's possible to do it ethically. I don't have an answer because like I said, it's a very large scale problem. And yeah, I don't think I can solve it for you in like 10 minutes, five minutes or whatever, but something to acknowledge nonetheless and think about. Thank you so much for listening. I have been your podcast person, Pavlo, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi, also known as J-Pav. Stay safe. Peace.